You'll find the first reading on page 934. It's from the prophet Micah, chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our second reading, Anita's going to bring from Acts. You can remain seated for this reading as well. The second reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 41 to 47. And it's about the fellowship of the believers. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So loving God, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you uh, for the picture of uh, the first believers in that story in Acts and this uh, sense of what it means uh, to follow you, to be your disciple as part of our everyday life. Help us to receive from you uh, the message that you want to give us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we've had um, a short series these last couple of weeks um, about what it means to be a Christian. Frog in my throat. Excuse me. Ah, so a couple of weeks ago, Pam spoke um, on the reality of faith and uh, doubts as part of our experience of the Christian life. 
Uh, Daniel spoke to us last week on the importance of meeting together and notwithstanding the truth uh, that we have a, a personal relationship with Jesus, that it's important to meet together. And in order to be the church together, we have to go to church <laughs> and meet together. And today I want to talk about uh, being an everyday Christian, or rather being a Christian every day. What does it mean to us that our faith is an integral part of who we are? In the passage in Acts, this is how it talks about the life of the believers. It says, so those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. It's quite a challenge, uh, isn't it? So... Um, Let's have a think about that for ourselves and our own lives. Because uh, some things can be translated into our own lives and some things were very different for those believers uh, back then. But firstly, the believers uh, were devoted. Devoted. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. They devoted themselves. Devotion, um, it's one of those slightly old-fashioned words, perhaps. Um, but it's asking us where our heart is. Where, where is the source of us? Where do we get who we are from? Where do we source our actions in the person that we are from. As it says in both Matthew and Luke's gospel, where our treasure is, there our heart is. Or perhaps where we put our heart shows us where our treasure is. What do we treasure? And where is our heart? For the believers uh, back then, it was in the teaching, the fellowship, the meal, and in prayers. They devoted themselves to these things. This was their everyday life. And we can see in the passage what flows out of this. You know, what flows out of the of living the stories of God, which is the apostles' teaching, 
um, and the teachings about who Christ is, um, what flows out of meeting together, of eating together, and uh, that meal would have been probably slightly less formal than than the meal that we share, but it, it has continuity with that meal, and praying. So what flows out of those things? It says they looked after each other's needs. They gave of themselves, uh, literally their time, energy, but also their stuff, uh, to feed and clothe one another because that's what was needed in their community. You know, what they had, they understood as not being entirely their own, but what God had given them. So to give it away, uh, to share their stuff, their time, their energy, their food, their clothes, their money, that was what was flowing out of being devoted um, to the teaching, the fellowship, the bread, and the prayers. This was flowing out of where their heart was situated. It also says that they did what they did, uh, go to temple, break bread, with glad and generous hearts. So another thing that flows out of this life of the believer is an attitude of thankfulness and generosity. And you know, it is better to live life out of those things, thankfulness and generosity, doing that brings us fullness of life. Sometimes we can be forgiven for sort of thinking that, you know, to be, to be over generous, you know, it can go too far <laughs> because we'll lose stuff, the stuff that really should be ours. But actually it works the other way around. The more we are generous, the more we become generous and the more we become more full and live full and abundant lives. But I bet some of those disciples were questioning um, that way of life. In fact, we know they were because later on in the uh, book of Acts, we find that there are squabbles happening between the Greek Christians and the Hebrew Christians. The Greeks were complaining that the Hebrews were favoring other Hebrews in dishing up the stuff, (laughs) namely the food. Some were going hungry, and it was the Greeks. So it's hard to live a life devoted in that way. But the truth is that choosing to allow this life of God, the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayers, choosing to allow this to be where your heart is, makes your heart better. We are, if we are honest, as human beings, all of us, we're sort of predisposed Uh, towards favoring ourselves, or perhaps just people like us, um, as the Hebrews did with their food. But if we do that, 
then that makes us mean or meaner. We become narrower, smaller people, living the lives with thankfulness and generosity enlarges our hearts and makes us full of the goodness of life. So putting our hearts in the hands of God, being devoted in this way, placing our hearts there for God to shape through the teaching, uh, the fellowship, the bread and the prayers, that enlarges our heart with the generosity of God, God's self, God's generosity. Because if we leave it up to us, I always say, you know, I, I need God because I'm actually not a very nice person. If it was up to me, I would very soon run out of generosity, of spirit in any way. It has to be sourced in God. My heart has to be situated in these things and devoted to these things. And sometimes I manage it but sometimes not. The generosity and hospitality of God is what is being practiced in this story uh, in Acts. The disciples are not being taught just to be nice to one another. It's actually quite literally a divine thing they are doing. It's sourced in God. They are practicing, because it takes practice, Being like God. And it's a seemingly everyday action. Sharing themselves, their stuff, feeding one another because that's what they need. So it's an everyday action and yet it's a divine action. And they're able to do it and continue to do it because they're devoted to being, to setting their heart in these things. And the result is, it says, that they grow in their community. People speak well of them and they join them. This is what flows out of their devotion, out of where they put their heart in the teachings of the apostles about who Jesus is, in meeting together, in breaking bread and praying. The everyday life of a believer, or the life of a believer every day. So the questions that we might ask ourselves in light of thinking about these believers all the way back then and what it has to teach us, we might ask ourselves, go home today and just chew over, take five minutes to just ponder, where is our heart? What is it that sources who you are and what you do? Where does your life flow out from? Does being a Christian affect your life every day? The life of a Christian is not one of separation from the world, but learning to do our everyday life, whatever that is, whatever you normally do every day, learning to do that life devoted to God. The Micah reading as well, which Pam read, that first reading, I think that 
I know I say lots of things are my favorite reading, but that's definitely in the top ten for me. Um, It's talking to people who thought that they just needed to bring their sacrifices. That's how people kind of showed visibly that they were worshipping God, that they just needed to bring their sacrifices every so often, and then they could get on with real life. Um, And God says to their disingenuous inquiry um, about what sacrifice to bring, God tells us what he really desires. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? The everyday life of a Christian is to walk with God every day. And to walk with God is to do justice and love kindness. For the believers in Acts, the way they did this was to share their stuff in common and to feed those among them who were hungry. That's what was needed um, in that community. And that was justice and kindness in that place. Because this is what God is like. And they were doing what God is like because they were walking with God and devoted to God. God is where their devotion lay. God is where their heart is. God is our treasure. In our everyday life, or our life every day, when we walk with God, when you walk with God, where is justice and kindness needed? Those are the kind of questions we need to to ponder, because we all have different lives. We join together, it's wonderful to be here on a Sunday together, but you all have different lives Monday to Friday to Saturday. In your everyday life, as a Christian every day, where is justice and kindness needed? How are you devoted to God and walking with God? In your home, in your office, down your street, how might this be interpreted in your life. Just like the Acts believers um, in this passage in Micah, where their actions flowed from, their devotion, um, in Micah it's the same as in Acts. They do justice and love kindness because God firstly does it for them. This is why our source is from God to do these things. We don't have to do these things for God to love us. We do these things because God loved us first. Uh, In the Old Testament, for those believers, they were coming out of exile. That's their story. And they have their foundation story of God rescuing them from Egypt. They know already 
that God loves them. That God is just and kind. You know, God is fair and kind. Did you know that? (laughs) Perhaps you need to hear that today. I always remember, slight tangent, reading an Adrian Plass book, um, one of the secret di- sacred diaries that he, that he writes, um, a sort of funny book about Christian life. Um, and he comes to a revelation one day, uh, which is that a monk who he is speaking to tells him that God likes him. And he has this revelation that God is nice and he likes me. And it was a revelation. Sometimes Christians need to hear that. So if you need to hear that, God is nice and he likes you. You are the object of God's affection. Sometimes we do need to return to that place of needing to be loved, actively loved by God. You know, perhaps we've given out of ourselves and we discover that perhaps we've been... It's been our own resources that we've been using, that we haven't been sourcing ourselves in God, and we've run out a little bit of our own resources. So if that is you as well, God's waiting. Sit a while with God. Replenish yourself in God's abundant loving kindness. God is with you. So there are a few questions, different questions for us today. Take away the one that God is speaking to you. Where is your heart, your devotion? What does it mean to you to live your everyday life of a believer every day where you are? What does that look like? Where can you bring justice and kindness in your everyday life? Do you need to sit a while with God? Is that what you're being called to at this moment? How might you be helped to do that? However we feel about our discipleship at the moment, we can always be assured of the love of God for us. And as it says in the book of Lamentations, the steadfast love of the Lord is never ceasing. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I'm going to finish with a poem called The Call of the Disciples. And it's, uh, it's picking up on that image of Jesus falling asleep in the boat and his disciples uh, being a bit concerned about this. He calls us all to step aboard his ship Take the adventure on this morning's wing. Raise sail with him, launch out into the deep. 
whatever storms or floods are threatening. If faith gives way to doubt or love to fear, then, as on Galilee, we'll rouse the Lord. For he is always with us and will hear and make our peace with his creative word who made us, loved us, formed us, and has set all his beloved lovers in an ark. Born upwards by his spirit, we will float above the rising waves, the falling dark, as fellow pilgrims, driven towards that haven where all will be redeemed, fulfilled, forgiven. <laughs>